all here self-selected right so there's I guess immediately for me there's something that tells me there is a healthy drive inside of all of you to want to talk about things that have been going on in your life right like it's it's quite a big thing to put yourself forward to do this and I, I recognize that but it it also speaks to me that there's something really healthy inside of you that wants to talk wants to share wants to connect and so I wonder where the group wants to begin busy in terms of my life and my work side so I'm more conscious that I'm not paying attention to myself giving myself that break but I think the good thing is I'm looking at that and seeing and, and, and noticing it so that I can maybe give some time later on um, to actually decompress but other than that good okay so the observing part of yeah. you there's something in you that's waking up that's getting curious and saying what's going on inside of mm. me and then the difference between the attending right like I'm really busy, and at some point I'm going to attend to myself. Yeah, I yeah, think that's a big thing. Like, before, it's you just ignore it or you don't. It's, it's never that. But you, now I can see that I do need some time. I don't know if I got to say it before, but I find it harder building up to the last episode. I think because I was obviously thinking about what I was going to say and just things were running around in my head. But yeah. since the last episode, just, yeah, feels like I feel, feel in a good place. Work's busy, things are, things are going well, so. The run-up, like the apprehension of, mm. and then the reality, right? Like how it actually was. How do they compare? I think it was more just actually reliving, like the feelings and mm. the experiences. Um, like we were talking before, it was like the memories that you've got kind of locked away. They just kind of because you're then being like, oh, this is what I'm going to say, and it brings up, takes you back to that place. Right. So it was just nice to kind of talk about it, mm. and then kind of move on in that sense so because you're right it does stir up I thought yeah I thought there'd be more of an aftermath but it was actually the build-up that was in essence the aftermath I suppose what do you make of that like I think it's just a prime example of a lot of the time you overthink certain scenarios and the, the worry and the kind of scenarios that you can often put put out in your head mm -hmm. so far from 99% of the time what actually happens in reality so it's quite refreshing to actually Mm. live that in something you did clearly get quite worked up about like I did as well it's, it's just positive to come out of it yeah. I think for me that happens in every situation if I've got something that I, if it's as I say I'm public speaking or whatever not that I do that often but once I know that that's going to happen the build up to it is like I'm thinking about it right what I'm going to say how I'm going to do it and then although I'm not actively practicing it or thinking about it, it in the back of my head that's what's happening that's what's going on it was the same the build as soon as I said right I'll go next. My, my mind was automatically like preparing me for what I needed to say, so it was like reliving it in that sense, so you can kind of say it in the right way, I suppose. Cameras and the lights are on, and there's, a, there's an essence to perform because mm -hmm. I, I at A levels did drama and performing arts, and I enjoy the attention of being in front of an audience mm -hmm. for, for validation reasons, but actually being me and opening up and being honest is still very new mm -hmm. for me so there's a nervousness there there's a fear of judgment there's a fear of people thinking that i'm something whatever that might be i'm not going to say because that's putting words in into mouths um but yeah it's 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 a reminder to just be present and be myself mm -hmm. and if i am that then nothing bad can happen from that lessons the shoulders drop I can breathe a bit better um, because I remember before last episode I was being very jokey and very bantery with the guys beforehand and that's not really me anymore. 
and it's you turning on like you say you are still playful you can still have fun but you turning on perhaps and relinquishing the defense of the joker right this persona you saying actually i don't need that so much anymore and i'm just going to let people see who i am mm. Lovely. um so yeah mentally i'm in a really good place happy mm -hmm. um i've just it's, life's pretty hectic i'll say at the minute since the last session it's probably for for my my life is probably the busiest four or five weeks okay. I've ever had in regards to things going on at work, uh, marathon, doing a marathon next month. So that's kind of okay. getting closer. So I'm putting pressure on myself, I think, to commit to training and get a good time. And yeah. um, what else is there? So we saw a fertility specialist okay. um, just after the session last time, which has been a really positive thing. Um, so that's like exciting. So it's mm -hmm. all of that information as well. So it's just, I'm just struggling to kind of process everything. So I'm just, just, just struggling with the amount of processing that's going on in my head and running different scenarios and how different life could be and even like two or three months for like different reasons. It's just like, yeah, to wake up at like about three in the morning mm -hmm. and then it's struggling to get back to sleep till maybe like half five, six, I'll drop off and then I wake up and I'm just knackered again then. Yeah. Mm. And is it those thought like you're working through the literally, label yeah. of what it what it might look yeah, like? Yeah, literally just yeah. just wake up and it's like I've got like three or four different topics that I'll just I'll try and stop thinking about one and like think about something nice like a holiday and then just bang I'm gone again. Yeah. With the next thing and it's just trying to I'd I'd love some sort of mechanism that I can implement to stop that happening, but it's like dunno. Does anyone else have that experience? Like waking and have you found anything that works? Oh, um, there's the always there's the journaling, writing it down. The overthinking thing I identify with a lot. If I can pick a subject and I can overthink it mm -hmm. for hours. Yeah. But it, it, it's the noticing the thinking I think is the important part that I notice. I notice I'm fixated on something. As mm -hmm. soon as I notice that I'm able to either write it out or say to myself, okay, I'm gonna put that aside and I'm gonna try and just leave it aside, but yeah, I, I get the overthinking thing big time because it's just in there, isn't it? Repeating. Yeah, I think what's difficult is that they're all they're all ongoing things that I'm living every day. So it's like I can try and switch off, but then something happens where I have to. I just say it's not like they're bad things, and it's not like I'm not enjoying any of the the different scenarios. It's just it's just taking over my like my, my head mm. massively. So I just can't really can't really just relax and switch off or. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I think I used to just, like you're saying, when you need to get up early, I used to just get up and stay up instead of trying to go back to sleep. Because I was like, all right, well, if I just get on with what my brain needs to do, then maybe that night, then I'll be able to sleep, sleep for it. Yeah. So sometimes, if you can't go back to sleep, the best kind of option is to just get up, get done what you need to get done, and then try and go back to sleep, or just stay up, and then just like, right, hopefully the next night, then you'll be able yeah, to true. sleep through fully. Because yeah, like you said, when you when you've woken up <clears throat> and then you go back to sleep, you normally wake up feeling more tired than it was like, well, I should have just got up at that time anyway. Yeah. And you're like, I'm numb, knackered. So yeah, I think I notice it more because I usually just fall asleep and just I never ever wake up. So this month's been like real, like just different for me. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not trying that. Did it did it start after the? Um when did it start? Like you said, you had the appointment with the fertility clinic, but did it start directly after that? Um, no, I don't, I'd say that's probably the, 
the least stressful part of the scenario. There's a lot of stuff going on, um, like work-wise and stuff, which is it's it's like really consuming because it's like being just it's being lived from when I wake up to when I go to bed. Mm -hmm. um, so I wouldn't I wouldn't pinpoint it down to the facility uh, fertility side of things. I think mm -hmm. that's that's more something that's alleviated a lot of stress, a lot of yeah. things that kind of avenues were maybe going down between us. It's like, it's just cut that off completely. So we're, we're in a really good place with that. Uh, Molly's in a really good place. So if, if we hadn't had the fertility thing, I'd probably be feeling even worse. Right, so that's kind of been the silver lining to it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Makes me think, Adam, I know you talked about feeling consumed with work last time. So I'm thinking there's probably some resonance here around like, it's just work and yeah, it's at the forefront and it's all I can see. Yeah, probably. Yeah. That's it. Yep. Yeah. It was, it's, um, I've had a holiday as well, so it's, it has kind of, it's one of those because it calms down because you work like a blue ass like to get it done before you go. Yeah. And then it obviously builds up and today's the first day back. Okay. Um, so I, I don't know what my emails look like. <laughs> I know that I've got 32 voicemails, oh, all okay. of that kind nice. of stuff. Um, and to see the kids just like running around, not, they didn't care what the weather was like. Yeah. Just, you know, the sea, the beach, making sandcastles, that kind of stuff. It was it was perfect. Mm -hmm. um, so so yeah, worked hard to, to get into a position where I felt comfortable about being away, mm -hmm. and you know things you know we've got systems and processes in place for things to um, kind of be dealt with work wise. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it was nice to be able to switch off. Mm -hmm. um, I did kind of struggle to to I, I say switch off, and I think that's what I did do, but. Because we, um, we're, we're in a situation where we do kind of have to be on call, it's one of those that my phone was always with me. Yes, it was on Do Not Disturb, but I'm there maybe every hour just seeing whether anything has, has cropped up. Mm. Something did crop up, but you know you need to kind of be in that position to so that you're ready. You can kind of react to what needs to, to happen, and then you can kind of die back down once, mm. once, once it's dealt with. Um, I'd love, obviously, to hand my phone to someone and see you later. But, you know, at the moment, we can't do that. Right. Um, we, we, we've, like I say, the process and the system made that so much so that I didn't really need to need to be there. It was just a kind of a check-in, check-out. Um, so, it was, yeah, it was, it was nice. But when those thoughts of work come to me, I, I try to um, pop them in a box, really kind of in a box that you can still open. You don't yeah. really want to lock it up and throw away the key, but it's, it's, it can be compartmentalized. And we talked a lot about compartmentalizing last time. Um, so that, that really helps me. It, the, the focus is what you're doing right now. Yeah. Uh, you know. Feeling urgent, even though it might be a false urgency in some, some ways you're saying. Or I don't know, it might be a it real is, urgency. It is, it, is, it is urgent in a sense, but I think in the grand scheme of things, of like what really matters in life, it's probably not. Okay. <laughs> so it's like, Sometimes it's nice to zoom out though and do that, yeah, exactly. isn't it? It's nice to say, well, okay, some perspective. And, yeah, literally, yeah. yeah. I had a, a quite a big af aftermath, as you as you all know, uh, after last session, mm. and um, I guess it it didn't take me long to um, kind of think about it, consider it, process it, and you know, move on from it but it brought up feelings that I didn't even know existed from you know, years and years and years ago. Mm. Um, 
and I kind of, well, coming here today, I learned that one of the posts of the, the production format has done quite well, and it involves me. So I was like, ooh. Uh, so I, 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 I don't know whether I should have, but I looked at it, looked at the comments, and there's one particular comment that kind of sticks with me um, that's made me, I guess, a little bit more anxious to share in the way that I shared before, mm -hmm. because in the, in the session that I shared, what I shared wasn't, there wasn't really that context there. Um, and, you know, social media is quite toxic at times and yeah. it can really, there's people out there that will just literally comment on something that's not, you know, they've got no understanding of. And because the context isn't there, it's, it's kind of blown out of proportion. It's not even those kind of comments. It's, there's just the one comment that, um, it's about, I hope that my child doesn't see what I said. Um, Can you tell me what, what that brings up for you? Because it, it looks like it's the well, it's, hooked you. it's just horrendous. You know, if mm. I, I, it's one of those that I want, I want to be as, as open and as honest and as, as free as possible. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I, can't, I, I want Lottie to be able to see that in the entirety of its episode, which is probably where this is all coming from. Mm -hmm. You know, people have seen it, and it's it's obviously like 15 seconds or whatever, um, and they haven't watched that episode, so it's not it's not gone down that line. They haven't got the context to it. And I was saying to the guys that that particular episode doesn't have the context with it anyway, so it was very difficult to um, to kind of put into a clip that that gave the context, gave the comment, and then, mm -hmm. you know, so I can understand why those comments are there. So it's, it's overall, and, and ultimately, it's making me feel like it's more difficult, it's getting more difficult to come and do these sessions, um, which I, I thought it would get easier, but actually it feels like it's getting harder. That might be because it's stirring up stuff that I didn't really know existed. Right. Um, it sounds like a double whammy, right? Like you've had the last session and the aftermath mm. and all the feelings that have come up. Yeah. And then layered on top of that now is this comment. But the, the one that says, I hope that the child doesn't see this with a, with a little sad face emoji, um, it resonates with me because it kind of it got me to think, you know, did I say something that was awful? You had a reservation about it, and I could see you kind of reconciling with what you'd spoken about. But you were like, no, if I'm going to be truthful and honest, then this needs to go out. Yeah. So you've lived and I uh, lived and uh, not, <laughs> but you've lived by your principles and values, yeah. which is a good yeah. thing. I think also on the separate side of that, provided that um, save your child did, it would be really good open, honest conversation yeah, where exactly. you could say, look, I said this because of this, yeah. and then there's something that you can teach within that. Yeah, and exactly. um, like, I kind of get, I kind of get what probably the person's getting at, so being understanding that people will be emotionally grown up to walk through that situation together and talk about what you meant and how you meant it. Like, it's just a flippant comment that just then just causes a big stir, right? Because it's just a tiny sentence, but underneath it has like a massive mm. thing. But you've, you've, a bit like that iceberg. Yeah, yeah. But you've lived by your values of what you said you're going to do. Yeah. So there's nothing 
nothing wrong with that, but I, I understand why you feel that way as well. But you'd be saying, I'll tell her if she does ask you in the future, right? It's, yeah, it's very much a, um, I, I, I kind of want her to, to see it mm-hmm. because effectively I wasn't talking about her because I didn't know her at that point. Mm-hmm. She, she hadn't, she wasn't even, she hadn't arrived at that point. Mm-hmm. It, was a, it was a reaction to how much pain my wife was going through, which I struggled to believe that other people wouldn't feel the same way. Right. You know, the worst experience of your life um, in seeing the person that you, you most care about in the world going through absolute agony with, you know, we'll come on to it, but a, a midwife that um, really wasn't on the ball. Um, right, so it felt very insane. Yeah. 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 So really, really vulnerable. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's those kind of things that and making me feel like it's, um, you know, it's a bit too much. I was thinking, I was sitting thinking about it last night. Um, not like, do I really want to, to be here? Because I, I do, I do believe in the format, but it's hard, you know, yeah. it's difficult. It's mm-hmm. difficult to break a stigma that's there that shouldn't mm-hmm. be. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was talking to, you know, the producer today and it's like, well, we we are well, the people doing the comments aren't in the same space that we're in. We're at the point where we're trying to break the the cycle, the, the mm-hmm. stigma, and they're kind of stuck where they are. Yeah. Um, they're not, or, or at least they're not they're not here yet. Right. There's, there's always something that gives me comfort, which is hurt people hurt people. So that person that made that comment is probably in a lot of pain, and they're trying to put that pain onto other people, especially on social. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on in somebody's life. I'm not going to comment on something like that. Hurt, somebody who's hurt will then go and hurt other people. Mm. So that knowledge that that person who's commented, they're probably going through something, man. And but I'm super grateful for everything you said. Your, your strength and power in that episode was incredible. Watching it back, I got emotional. And it's that kind of reason that I'm here, to see that power and strength. Because what you did took real strength, and that's an inspiration to me. So I want to say thank you, yeah, I want to say thank you because you didn't do anything wrong and comments on social media are toxic, you know, it's just a strange place to be. But I just wanted to reiterate that point of gratitude that I've got for your strength because that made me go away thinking, God, if Adam can do that and be that honest and raw, again, yeah. same as you last week as well, like it's just these situations, people don't have the courage to do it, you do. You know, if, if I can give you anything to take away from it, it's just a thank you for being that strong. And I agree with what you said in the future when that conversation happens, it'll be nothing but strength and positivity. Definitely. I think we can speak for everyone when I say that. Like, we're proud of you for yeah. saying what you said. And I know it's probably not gonna like take away the one bad comment because a million people could say something positive about what you said, but one person can say something bad and you're always gonna go to the bad comment. So that's one of those, but. I think we're all 100% proud of you. And like um, Nick said, that was a big, like that was one of the moments where I was off. This is like deep mm. what we're doing. We're giving, we're giving something to this. So I was like, that was a, like a big, felt like a big moment for me. What you did and what, what, what everyone's doing here is, is proving that it's important because there's still people out there that have that mentality where they think that we should all just be quiet and just crack on. Mm-hmm. But 
like I say, yeah, it's, 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 yeah. it was a breakthrough, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I think it was a breakthrough. The fact that that one person, but so many other people probably feel the same way that you did going through different, maybe different medical reasons or different situations, but they just didn't have the courage to talk. But what you said could have triggered that in their own household and then they start talking about it. Yeah. yeah. And let's be clear, right, actually most people, and I think I've said this before, uh, if you're a parent, will hate their child to some degree, right? <laughs> people don't like to hear it, but there you are, right? Like, you can't get through that, whether that is your parent, because obviously if you think about it the other way around, right, are you telling me your child never hates their parents? I remember telling my mother I hated her, right? Because it's normal. It's actually how you then deal with those feelings, right? And like you said, there's a world of difference between having a feeling and acting upon it, right? The worrying part is the people that don't talk about those feelings, mm. that don't even allow themselves to have it, right? don't even give themselves the permission to have it inside, they're the ones that are much more likely to act on it, right? because it, it leaks out into behaviour. That's what we know through psychology. Right? That's not just me kind of throwing that in there, that's me saying, if you're not dealing with it, if you're not looking at it, if you're not even making it permissible inside of you, you are more likely to act on it. So you're pretending something's perfect when you know it's not, essentially. Yeah. So then it comes out and maybe um, then you end up shouting at the child, you end up hitting the child. I mean, the horrific news stories that we see about, you know, children being injured by parents or being, you know, hurt by others. At the root of that, people aren't talking about their feelings, mm -hmm. right? They aren't talking about their frustrations, their resentments, which are all part and parcel of parenting, right? It's the most normal thing that you like I said, it's the same with your partners. It's the same with your parents. You're going to love them, and at times you're going to be furious with them. I say all of that, and I still hear what you're saying, right? That it is hard to be the person that voices that. And it's hard to be the person that, that shares that, even here. And then it's, it is taken out of context, and it is used and weaponized against you, right? And in a little bit, kind of ties straight back to what we talked about at the start here, which is, people will project onto. If you kind of, the sooner we realize that the comments about us are really nothing about us, and it's more about pretty much what you've said, you know, hurt people are hurting people. It's often a reflection of something that's going on in their internal world. But all that said and done, to be on the receiving end of it is you're still gonna have your feelings about it, right? And I wonder how it is to hear then the comments from the men here today. It's, um it puts it into perspective what we're doing. Mm -hmm. um, I'm very thankful for the comments. Um, I guess it, you know it, it gives um, it gives a reason, bolsters up the reason why we're here, why I'm here. Mm -hmm. it, it allows me, you know, my heart was racing. It's not now. Mm. Um, it's. I think hearing you guys just allows me to think. Well, yeah. It's, it, it's okay. I'm like doing less of what I like doing, then I feel frustrated, then I feel angry, and then I'm waking up in the middle of the night thinking, bloody thinking about things that I don't care about, and then I'm frustrated that then that's taking my energy as well. Mm -hmm. So I know where I'm at. I've got a busy like, week this week, and once I get to the other side of this week, I appreciate probably disassociating with my body a little bit to get through, but I have to get it done. And then I'll give myself some self-care next week and just drink pina, pina coladas, non-alcoholic pina coladas. So 
Right, so there is something though then about the way that you relate to yourself. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, so it's always been more past. Uh, so I'd always, I think one of the ways I always describe things, like if I went into a casino, I can't go in casinos by the way, because uh, I would literally go and put all my money on red or black straight away instead of being strategic. Right. <laughs> I'm like, well, it's not for me today. I'll see you later. Um, so yeah, so I guess like trying to become a bit more, I'm not going to say it, well I am going to say it, yeah, a bit more boring, um, as in not so extreme. More regulated. Regulated, that's yeah, the one that I was that going sounds, for. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry if I said boring to anyone, I'm not, not that anyone's boring, but um, regulated, yeah. But it might feel boring, right, when you're used to be more bust, it might feel like this is a really unusual state. Yeah, like I, I, I like the, um, I do actually like, like the calm and being a, like life being a little less chaotic, which it has been previous to kind of the last couple of weeks. And then it's gone back into like massive that. And I suppose I'm not probably the best at managing those sorts of things. Um, and I get quite disengaged with stuff. Um, so yeah, probably doing, take, being a bit patient with myself and like mm. shifting through it would be best for me to, to learn. Well, you cued us in though at the start, right? And you said you are the one who's let your boundaries slip, right? You've yeah. done something there where you've not held a boundary, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just let work encroach into it. So day job and not kind of passion. I've to let that like start dictating where I'm going to be and at what time I've got to be. And I appreciate that we have to do work and I, I, mm -hmm. get a, I completely understand we need to do constant work, but then when it starts impacting your time with working on your own stuff that you want to go and do and that you know that you want to go and do, then you kind of harbour this resentment. And what I find is like, so I think a little bit of the frustration is like we're doing like the work and, and doing things in the background and then say in those sorts of arenas, sometimes you get people who aren't doing any work and they aren't doing anything, but they still are you know, asking you and dictating to you and things like that. And you're like, oh, hang on a minute. I, expect, I know that it's focused on what you can control and you can control your reaction to it. But then there's always that line where you're just like, when are you going to... Oh, yeah. When are you going to look at yourself? Um, Who's this, like your boss? So just, uh, I don't know if I can say it, because <laughs> I lose some of the bloody clients, but some of the clients... <laughs> <laughs> just giving it away. But yeah, just stuff like that. So it's day job sales stuff. And it's, sales is always like, it's always like, start, you've always got to be driving the, what is it? I'm going to use the phrase, dialing the, is it dialing the needle? What is it, turning up the needle or whatever it is? Yeah. You've got to be doing it and you've always got to be responsible. And then, yeah, um, some things are out of your control. You cannot, you can't change certain things. Mm -hmm. um, but people see that as like some sort of defective of your character and it's, yeah. And then you just like, I can't do this, man, if you're frustrating me. Right, so then you take flight from the frustration. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, but I'm aware of it, I know that, I know that I'm doing it. Um, I will uh, I'll definitely be better with myself next week. Well, I'm wondering even with, you know, Nick, you talked about small wins and that part of you that might not have to delay and deprive yourself all the way to next week, but at some point might find moments throughout the day, throughout tomorrow, throughout 
that could attend to yourself, right? In the way that we talked a little bit about, there's one thing to observe it, there's another to attend to it. Yeah, it's like, um, I meditated this morning. Um, I was awake last night, I was trying to meditate to get back to sleep. Uh, have like, I think it's just one of those bits where, you know, the, it slips, like the boundaries slip a little bit and it's not enjoyable. Sometimes life isn't enjoyable, mm -hmm. but it's your discipline that keeps you going. So although I'm not springing out of bed every day at the minute being like, this is wicked, like I'm loving life. Um, as long as it's those small like bits where you can just go, okay, I'm just trying to steady the store, steady the ship in the storm for yeah. a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, and then gradually it'll get calmer, but it's, yeah. I do, I, I do know that in the background. Although, yeah, the probably personality bit is like, nah, F this, I'm done. Like the fuck it button. Yeah. Back to I'm not in danger yeah. of drinking. I'm not in danger. I've been, I've been good with that. Uh, I'm not in danger of that. I've been out a couple of times and, and stood sober. I'm not, I'm not, it doesn't really even enter my mind at the minute, which mm -hmm. is great. Um, but yeah, just I think it's more the, uh, I can't be asked for this relationship now. But actually you need those things to, obviously survive, right? Right, so instead of killing off the relationship when there is frustration, yeah. how, can you, how can you work with it instead? <laughs>